All right. Well, hello. This is Anna Poirier from Yoga Body Nutrition, and I'm here today with Kelly, who I'm supporting. Hello. Hi, Kelly. Great to have you. Um, and we're going to look at Kelly's uh, astrological birth chart to see about what her chart tells us about her life path and her higher calling. Um, yeah, so it's great to have you here, Kelly. It's going to be fun to do this. Thank you. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so just say a little bit about kind of what you do and the path that you're walking thus far. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just sort of a little, little, little bit about what you're up to. Sure. Um, so I am currently, well, I'm a yoga studio owner um, and we are in shelter in place. We're just starting to return back to um, you know, phase three. So starting turn toward it. And so I'm kind of preparing myself for that and bringing people back to classes. Um, but I'm also working part-time um, as an executive assistant for a local nonprofit organization, and which is kind of my my background for twenty some years. So I'm just kind of curious, but I also feel like I'm um, a little bit. I feel like my my calling in some ways was the studio, but I also feel that my place in life. I'm curious about my finances because it's been a struggle. So it's uh, you know, I'm just looking for some kind of breaking away from my story or how to go about, you know, what I'm not seeing. Um, and then also kind of, you know, kind of seeing beyond what my story is. And that also goes into the family story. So I think there's probably, you know, well, that's, that's the root of much of it. So I'm just kind of curious about that, if that's not too broad. Um, just to, I'm just looking for, for more tools to kind of guide me um, into a healthier financial place for some peace of mind. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so yeah, kind of almost like maybe healing any wounds or looking at navigating any challenges around that. Exactly, kind of, yeah, it's, it's, to see what I'm not seeing. Where am I, where, help me find my blind spots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, and that, great. Um, you, you said that really well. And I think, um, I do feel like when we look at um, kind of the life path astrology lens, it does, it does lend itself to that. And some of it might feel like confirmation, but at the same time, my hope is that it can offer you maybe some deeper awarenesses or different ways of looking at things and even some tangible tools around that. Yeah. And stepping forward. So yeah. Um, That's what we'll do. Yeah. Did you want to say something? My dog is under my desk chewing a bone. So hopefully it's not too loud and distracting, but if it is just let me know. Okay. That's all. I, know, I really hear it. Yeah. But thank you for the, thank you for the heads up. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, well, we're just, we're gonna get into it. And I'm gonna start with kind of like your main uh, aspects or your main planets. And mm -hmm. remind me, you ha have you had, you have had some kind of astrology reading in the past, yes. right? Yes. That's what I thought, okay. 
Um, so yeah, and this is this is going to be very specific to like your blueprint and sort of what you came into this life with, basically. Um, so we will start with your sun sign, which I know that you know you have in Cancer. Um, and in the life path lens, this is what you may relate to inside of yourself, you know, and, and how you see yourself. And when you read about cancer, you might be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's me. But it's not necessarily what other people see in you or how, how, they, how they relate to you and also what they may be um, wanting more of from you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a little bit like what you sprinkle throughout. I like to think of it as like magic fairy dust. It's sort of like this essence that gets sprinkled throughout. And it even kind of relates to, from a business standpoint, what your niche is um, and how you kind of define yourself inside of your life path. Um, mm -hmm. so you've got that in Cancer. Uh, this is, you know, Cancer is the empath. Cancer is nurturing. Cancer's the mother. Um, there's, I really see cancer as like unconditional love, definitely bringing people together. That's that mothering aspect. So in a lot of ways, it's like, yeah, no wonder you've, you've sought to create this community home inside the studio. That's very much your cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's an emotionality, a sensitivity, um, intuition, um, sentimentality, maybe even like a creature of comfort. Um, and, and these are, again, those things that you can sprinkle into what you are doing, not necessarily what, what you lead with. And I don't know if you know, just what you know about cancer, you really relate to that, or if you don't. I do, definitely. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, it is. It's, it's about the home. It's about that sense of, yes, when I think of the perfect life, it's very often, you know, me being at home, feeding my friends. Right, right. Nurturing on that level. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, um, when we look at, so I'm going to, let me see, do I want to go into your, I think I will go into your rising next instead of your moon. So let's, yeah, let's, let's go into your rising, which you have in Aries. And you probably know this already if you've had any readings, um, you know, and there's, I don't want to say they're really different. Like I would, the Cancer and Capricorn are, are like technically opposites but there's some you know there's a difference in energy here with Aries being a fire sign um there's a certain amount of forwardness and passion and um Aries are natural leaders they have big ideas they're all about the startup um very inspired and inspiring uh, there's there's a childlike quality too, given that it's the first sign of the zodiac. So it's it's like kind of like the newness. I think right? we just got cut off. Oh, we did. But you're here. Oh no, Anna. Yeah, you can't hear me anymore. 
That's weird. I can hear you. There you are. Yeah. Oh my God. Weird. Cause I could still hear you through that whole thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we, were, we finished off with you telling me that there is a, um, a childlike. Okay. With, um, yeah, with Aries. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a, there's a childlike quality. So there's this exuberance, right? And, um, and ambition, um, a pioneering attitude. I think like cancer, Aries are also very loyal. Um, and they're enterprising, they're independent, and they can have a certain level of like directness. Now that you have some some interesting stuff around Aries when we talk about your Chiron, because I think, I think this is part of this potential challenge inside of what your rising sign shows. And um, what I'll say about your rising is your rising is what we see as your life path, as your higher calling, as what others are seeing in you and what they're kind of drawn to and are looking for from you. So they're looking for that strength, that leadership, um, the innovative ideas, that um, enterprising, energetic spirit that, that Aries brings. Um, it's kind of like, we see it as like the problem that you solve. And again, you are, the way that I see it inside of, especially the yoga studio, again, you, you're, you're embracing some of these qualities. You're the owner. So you're the leader. You're, um, you're bringing your innovative ideas to create maybe a different kind of studio there. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to touch on Chiron here just because this may be posing a little bit of a um, like an, I don't know, almost like a, I would, I would call it almost like a self-sabotaging, like an unconscious self-sabotaging dynamic with this Aryan energy. Um, Did you and, call it Chiron? What is yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So Chiron is, that word. <laughs> Chiron is an asteroid and it's named after the wounded healer. So like the, the myth, the, there's a mythology that is around the naming of, of this asteroid Chiron. And it's basically the wound that you came into this life with. You have, and the reason I'm mentioning it here is because you have Chiron in Aries. So like you're rising, your life path, your higher calling, your soul's mission is Aries. However, you have this wound that you brought into this life that is around Aries. And when, um, you know, when I see Chiron in Aries, there can be, and this is where uh, I didn't say this initially, but you know, if you have questions about what I say or, and I'll also kind of check in with you to be like, you know, how does that land? And yeah. have you experienced that? Um, but when we look at Chiron and Aries, um, and you also have this in your 12th house, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but, um, there may be a struggle around the self-identity 
um, even body issues, because it's Aries is like physicality. Um, so struggle with self-identity, struggle with body issues, with appearance, um, and even appearance from the perspective of being able to speak up for and for what you want and what you need and be concerned with how that might look and then being rejected, being rejected for that. Um, kind of, I would see it too as like self-love or self-acceptance. So I don't know if any of these things have come up for you. Uh, you know, maybe they've been pervasive, maybe they've been in the past, but yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Little bit. This, um, yeah. Well, okay. I can I throw self doubt about this? Absolutely. Yeah, I and I, it's been there my entire life. Yeah, I felt like I'm meant to be something bigger than you know, just sitting behind a desk and, you know, as an assistant, listening to everybody, but, you know, and the studio does give that to me, but I've doubted the entire journey. I feel like it's, yeah, yeah, it's been a struggle. So this actually is, it's interesting um, that you bring it up this way. I haven't been presented with it in this way before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's all really interesting. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Um, you know, and what I'll say, Kelly, so w with Chiron, the idea is not like, oh, okay, well, that's what you got to deal with and tough luck. Right. It's, it's having the awareness and, and what Chiron presents us with is this is the wound that we're here to heal. And Inside of that, too, it is also a superpower for you to heal others, to heal this in others. And you have a really interesting tapestry of how it all weaves together, um, which I'll try to make sense of as we go through the reading. But, um, but I think that, you know, even just, okay, we've created an awareness here, and then um, you have this opportunity to go, wow, this is something that I actually need to heal in order to truly commit. It's almost like it's keeping you from committing to that Aries life yep. path, right? Yeah. Totally. Um, so it's like a literal embodiment of this healing, given that Aries deals with physicality and deals with the body and deals with that more like tangible realm i guess and it's not um, as an excuse but it kind of is in that area like it's almost yeah it almost feels like there's something giving me an excuse to be because i'm not that that's not me yep yep um, but maybe, yeah. it is. maybe <laughs> it is. well it's really going to be stepping confidently into that and and starting to ask yourself and Hopefully, maybe there'll be some stuff as we look at your moon, as we look at your 12th house and things like that, that allow you, allow you slash us to, to come up maybe with some things to be able to support you in healing that so that you can step into that without the self-sabotage of the yeah. wound. 
Yeah. Um, but so like Chiron, like I said, it's both your wound, but it's also potentially your healing power. Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of keeping that in mind. Um, it's a very powerful one when we talk about life path and I, I felt like yours was particularly potent. Um, so let's talk about your moon because your moon is your emotions and it's also, it also is, I mean, your, your moon relates more to your inner state. It's the shadows. It's, um, even ancestral wounds. Um, it can even be like what needs emotional healing or where you need to focus your emotional healing in order to, um, heal up any health issues. Like this can be sometimes a root that we, that we look at. You have your moon in Scorpio mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know how much you know about Scorpio, but Scorpio is the detective and the, it's, it, Scorpio is interested in like the deeper realms and what's under, you know, what's under the surface and, um, digging deep into psychology and, uh, Scorpios are very emotional too. I feel like Scorpios feel things like extremely deeply. I mean, all the, all, all of the water signs do cancer does, but Scorpio is like a different level. They're a little, I don't know. There's just this intensity. Uh, I, I think that's a really good word in intensity. That's there. When we look at the moon, um, we're looking at how you might get triggered emotionally or where you might get triggered emotionally and having some awareness about how this works with this Scorpio energy for you so that you can stay mot Cause it's also like what keeps you motivated in your business emotionally mode. I mean, when you're doing like a higher calling type of business, you're not just like, I'm doing this cause it's going to make me millions of dollars. You're you have to be emotionally invested and motivated with it um so that's what we look at right. with the moon right. and um and so this is maybe where you where where you feel stuck where like when you when you feel stuck when you might i would say with scorpio when you might kind of retreat which is also kind of a cancer thing but like you've you you're again you feel things very intensely that's what i would say with a scorpio moon and there might be a, a an inclination to you feel this this thing intensely maybe you feel that somebody has wounded you or done you wrong and and then it's just like whoosh, you just pull that inside of you but then like you might come out and just sting because a little scorpion tail. <laughs> um, I guess that's more of a cat, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know if that feels like a, and, and again, this is like when you're emotionally triggered, um, feeling emotionally vulnerable, it may show up for you in different ways. And I'd be curious if you had anything to say about that. Well, I definitely, when I get um, emotionally overwhelmed, I shut down. Um, and I don't know about the sting so much as 
I try to be fair with people and fair and fair. And if I'm, you know, not getting what I need, I will break ties. Yeah. Um, and kind of don't look back. And I don't do it in a passive aggressive way. I don't think, I mean, I'm trying to be pretty open and direct. Um, but I think some people who are, you know, let's call it like a little more West coast, um, might not mm -hmm. be as, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I try to just be direct and honest and I feel like maybe because I have a softer personality or a little more casual then when I do speak up for myself, it can kind of sting for people and it's mm -hmm. just kind of like, well, it's been there all along, <laughs> you know, um, for, I don't know. I don't know if that resonates, um, with you for me, about me. I don't know. Um, the sting sounds like a negative. Yeah, I, sure. I, I understand. And actually, okay. And it's not making it good or bad. And actually the, the cutting of ties mm -hmm. is, I would say that is kind of a Scorpio, Scorpionic emotional reaction. It's okay. not good or bad. Like I, I'm not making it bad, but they definitely, that, that, the, the Scorpio emotions will definitely be like, okay, I have not felt honored. I just, I just can't even, I can't have you in my life. Like, yeah, I, and I, life's too short. I have enough people yep, I love and yep. who love me. I'm not going to chase down something that's just kind of halfway there or it's just not satisfying. Like, right. I just, yeah, I think other people are that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, what I would say about this is, again, I'm not saying it, it's right or wrong. Um, but what you want to be able to do is kind of from, from your own self care, be able to nurture this, um, aspect in yourself, this, this very intense feeling, this ability to feel very intensely. Um, mm -hmm. and that I would say, Part of that is even, and you may already organically do this, but this, this might sound a little funny because Scorpio is really like loves digging around in the psyche and like figuring things out and being kind of a detective, especially from like an emotional, spiritual, psychological standpoint, it could actually be very soothing to you to do that on a regular basis, whether it's like you read or you research into these deeper mysteries or like the occult or even something like playing around with tarot card, you know, something that's sort of, um, yeah, I haven't for a while, but I do like it got me through tarot cards, got me through divorce. Yeah. That was to, be able to see different sides of myself or maybe what was going on. Totally. Oh, that's so yeah. perfect. That's so perfect for Scorpio moon. So you've, yeah, you've already kind of tapped into that. And I think, you know, the other thing um, is because of that intensity there, we can also look to the opposite sign, which is Libra. Um, no, I'm sorry. Did I just say Libra? What the heck is the opposite sign of Scorpio? I need, oh, now I need to, like Libra. I that yeah. uh, no, it's Taurus. It's not Libra. 
I knew that. Um, so Taurus is really uh, kind of a little bit more, I, I see, what I see with this is maybe there's a possibility of like being, literally giving that intensity a break by like connecting to art and nature and, you know, that type of thing. And then also um, having like, you're probably going to need to know that you have some level of emotional intimacy and safety, like within those really close relationships, even the relationship with yourself, because of the intensity that you feel, I see that as like, you know, make sure that you've got some way to feel like you have emotional intimacy and safety, emotional safety mm -hmm. to be held. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's just, that's just kind of your moon. That's more of your self care. Um, and, and I think what I'll touch on too, um, just because it sort of falls into the realm of, of self care is your mercury, which I uh, have in Gemini and, um, Gemini is an air sign. And so there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas that can flow through and because Mercury deals with communication, this communication and like communication with the divine, um, that there's a lot of air energy for you here. And you, and you kind of, because you asked about the finances, which is more of like the tangible earthly material realm and Mercury does deal with that communication with the divine. So like manifestation and, you have Gemini in the second house, which deals with um, how you make money, essentially, like, how, you know, kind of what you value, but also how you how you make money. So there, part of that, and I'll, and I'll try to talk about that a little bit more, but part of that may be that you will need to, if, if you find that like, okay, there's, your the ideas are fast they're coming in which may lend itself to getting overwhelmed and even changing your mind a lot and being like boop, 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 boop. you know like think of that little airy airy energy yeah it's That's like <laughs> is that um was that kind of an acknowledgement? <laughs> you're like yeah no that's exactly my issue i have so many ideas about things i want to do and i can't it just go, it moves so quickly. I can't sit and catch it. Right. And it may, you know, it, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to say a couple of things about Gemini, Mercury, Gemini, because again, it's really a lot of air energy and it's exuberant. Gemini is very like chatty and energetic and intelligent. And those are all great things. And um, but it can be this overwhelming and the, Oh my God, I'm changing my mind. And it do 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 do. So you kind of need to like literally calm your nervous system. So I'm just kind of mentioning this because I feel like it runs into the self-care thing. And, um, and I think, you know, a bedtime ritual, I mean, I know that you do do your self-care and have, have awareness and attention around that, but I would almost take it to like no technology or too much mental stimulation in the evening hours. So that maybe it's like a meditation time for you 
where you then can calm some of that really frenetic energy um, of all that air mental activity. And then hopefully those, the ideas can stick a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. the, the ones that are gems, the one that you're like, Oh yeah. Right. Does that make sense? It does. And even, um, gosh, I was, t I was doing another reading for somebody and she had that there was a similar, I don't think it was necessary. It might've been Mercury and Gemini. I can't remember, but anyway, what just popped up for me based on what I remember of that reading was that she was a little bit in the same boat as far as like, she said her brain would just feel scrambled. Yeah. And one thing that was really helpful was to literally as simple as this is to step outside, either step outside barefoot, like step away, step outside barefoot, get grounded and, or just like touch a plant, <laughs> like go outside and like touch the plants, touch the earth. Yeah. To ground all that air energy. And how does this, so it's, um, when we talk about financials, mm -hmm. right? I, I understand my sense of like, just calm down and focus, um, or to be able to do like one whole project at a time and not be scattered. So this is, this is more Gemini in the second house versus Mercury in Gemini. So you have Mercury in Gemini in the second house. So okay. Gemini is ruling your second house and Mercury is in your second house in Gemini, if that makes sense. Okay. okay. Yep. They're all together. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it, we, it weaves in really well as far as looking at like, okay, well, this is both your manifestation, the, with the, so that communication with the divine, which Mercury deals with, um, it deals with the three-dimensional communication on this earthly plane and also with the divine and manifestation. And, and the fact that it's in the second house is like, oh, well, this is also playing into your actual, you know, like it's, it's like amplifying that manifesting in the three-dimensional realm, if that makes sense. Maybe. It does. It, yeah. I mean, no, it does. I just need to sit with that a little bit more. Okay. Because for me, my brain, I'm like, okay, now tell me what to do. <laughs> well, you know, aside from self-care, I'm like, give me the checklist or whatever, totally, you know, totally. but, that, but it does make sense to draw back yeah. um, a bit for sure. Um, it does make sense. It'll really soothe this. So, okay, that's the self-care piece. Okay? Oh, no, we just broke out for a second. Oh, do you hear me now? There you are. Yes. Okay. So I was just going to say, that's the self-care piece. Let's actually talk a little bit more about your second house because um, we can also look at, okay, what does this tangibly potentially look like? So the mercury, that's kind of the, the self-care. How are you going to handle all these ideas? And then just the second house in and of itself, we can look there and go, okay, now what is Gemini dictating inside of how you're going to make money or where, you know, just that grounded reality. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so, so Gemini has all those, has all those ideas. We're going to try to ground that a little bit more. And, and I think you said it, follow through on the idea spot on because that is what the second house is, is really dictating is like, okay, follow through, stay the course because the second house is ruled. This is in general. The second house deals with Taurus energy and Taurus energy is like, they are like on the path, one step in front of the other. Um, so that's sort of what the challenge is for Gemini inside of the second house is like, stay the course, get that idea, follow it through. Um, do your research too. Like G Gemini loves research and Gemini, you know, so that's, that's, that's a skill. That's a talent. Um, and I, so I think of this from a tangibility standpoint, this is just something to play with. This is purely an idea that's coming through to me. Um, you might even want to, if you're really curious, like research a little bit more about Gemini and even like look up Gemini in the second house. Right. Um, uh, but because Gemini deals with ideas and research and thought and thoughts and intellect, um, and also technology and writing Gemini's Gemini is very adept at, at writing. Um, so I almost thought of like, oh, and, and there's, there's a certain like enthusiasm and kind of, uh, almost like fashionable, like, like fashionability, social, 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 there's a social quality to Gemini and also like kind of like a little trendy, like fashion twist. Oh, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I know, so I can see, you know, it's like, it's so interesting. So you have the, it's like, you have these little elements in you, even though they're not, you know, this isn't like a prominent part of like your, mm -hmm. uh, it's not like your rising or your sun or whatever. But, but I, I had the thought of like, oh, you know, my gosh, this is like, it could be like a trendy blog or a book that infuses when we start talking about the Pisces that you have in your chart, which I'm going to get into in a second, that infuse like, so that trendy blogger book that's kind of fun and fresh and, and hip, but it infuses this Piscean healing energy around the self image stuff like a Aries. Um, and and being able to be lovingly assertive, you know, some of that. So Pisces, that loving, the cancer, that, that loving quality, and then that assertiveness of a healthy Aries. Right. So I'm jumping a little bit ahead because I haven't talked about some of a couple of these other aspects that I wove into that idea, but you know, something of that nature that may, it could even be some, some way of doing that that's tied into the yoga studio, you know, mm -hmm. or at least that type of, that type of work. Cause there, you know, there's definitely a, a correlation here. Um, yeah. I, okay, let me, because I started talking about the Pisces, I want to talk about your North node and your 12th house. Um, your North node is your challenge it, that leads you to your destiny. It is, um, so your North node and your South node are opposites. And 
uh, your south node is your natural gifts, your natural abilities, and then your north node kind of challenges that to really move towards your destiny. Um, you have your north node in Pisces, and your south, that means your south node is in Virgo. Now, Virgoian qualities, so again, these are kind of just like, these are, these are gifts, talents that you have. You don't really think a lot about them. And again, the fact that you have more of this structured quality to you of mm -hmm. maybe having worked, you know, right now as like a um, administrative assistant. Um, but, but there's, there's a, there's a desire. Um, well, okay. Virgos are really good at organization, being organized. Um, they are logical hardworking, detail-oriented, you know, but there's also this quality of healing, of wellness, um, of being the producer, the executive producer. So you kind of what you did with what, what you've done with the yoga studio too, bringing um, a bigger cause. They're very trustworthy. They're, um, they love serving others, but I think here's where, you know, there can be sometimes this over serving and over wanting to be so helpful and serving of others that the healthy boundaries aren't there. And those really need to be established. Not when, not when they reach the point of like, oh my God, I'm like exhausted and I'm having health issues, but like prior to all of that. Um, I think especially because you have the cancer sun, which also oh, can be very nurturing. Hold on. Oh. It cut out. Okay, can you hear me now? There you are. Okay. So yeah, I was just saying, especially with the cancer sun, which also can be that nurturing, you know, that nurturing quality. Mm -hmm. Um, so with this, and I think with Virgo, there just needs to be awareness of perfectionism, of criticism, and of the propensity to overanalyze. I don't know if any of those feel true to you. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I end up not doing anything because I know it might not be perfect or. Okay. That's, um, that's very Virgo. Yes. I know. <laughs> you know, and again, these are, this is your South node. So this is, so what the challenge of, of the Pisces North Node is to bat, you, you're not letting go of these really important Virgo skills that you have, um, but you're bringing them towards the Piscean challenge of having faith, of having trust. Pi Pisces is not about the material world. So I almost feel like it's stepping more into the non material that is, in fact, going to. It'll be a balance. It's kind of a balancing act that you get to play with um, of bringing in compassion, of that faith, that trust, that forgiveness. And, you know, like I said, Virgo's very strong healing, wellness component. But then maybe looking at it from like the um, bringing in emotional, spiritual healing that Pisces kind of beckons and to creatively start to channel a connection to spirit and other worlds. And I think that 
flows right back into like the Mercury and Gemini and your Scorpio moon where you're connecting to the other world and then bringing that into the very practical and, and allowing yourself that time in that space to nourish and nurture that, um, you know, swim, swim it, you know, literally like Pisces swimming in the spirit realms, um, connecting to your heart. Sometimes Virgo. It locked up again. Okay. So, there you okay. So sometimes Virgo doesn't always connect with their heart. So, so well. So Pisces is like, you know, connect to your heart, trust, really give yourself that time and space to, um, listen to your heart and also to like, you know, psychic downloads. Um, and I, because Virgo's again, like the Gemini aspect that I talked about, Virgos are great for speaking and writing. And so I just feel like there's some way of sharing, of, of, of share, using that skill to, hold on. Okay. Use you there now. Anna. Yeah. You can hear me. No. Oh my goodness. Dang. Can you hear me now? It's funny because I can keep, I keep hearing. There you are. Okay, good. Yeah, I hear you throughout. So, okay. okay. So we're talking about. Um, yeah. Speaking, writing, and sharing. Yep. And sharing uh, and kind of like, I think speaking out more about the spiritual, emotional, creative healing that you connect to. And I'm going to go into your 12th house and I know I'm kind of like unloading a lot right now. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Um, okay, great. Um, and then I'm going to check in with you. And the reason I'm just kind of like going right into your 12th house is because you have Pisces in the 12th house um, or Pisces rules your 12th house. So which is the natural home of Pisces because it's the 12th zodiac sign. So the 12th house relates to Piscean energy. Very to me, that's just a very potent Pisces energy that you have going on here. Um, so your 12th house deals with your karmic debts, your limiting belief, your subconscious. It is also who you're here to serve, the archetype of who you're here to serve. Okay. And this is where I'm going to try to weave all these parts and pieces together because this is like the juice of this is your path. This is where you're doing your own cleaning and clearing of your karmic, you know, path. Mm -hmm. But it's also simultaneously you're doing that for the people that for, for the people that you're here to serve. And it it's going to allow you to kind of have an idea of, oh, okay, I'm here. And those people are maybe a few steps behind me, but I can speak to them a few steps back and, and use some of those other elements that we've talked about a little bit. But I feel like this is like, because it's a 12th house and it's Pisces and, and they're, it's just amplifying that Piscean energy, um, is you're really here to heal the spirit, the emotions in this world and in the past. 
um, your people, <laughs> you slash your people may feel kind of lost in a sea of emotions at times and like struggle with their sense of self going back to Aries, right? Struggle with the sense of self in the physical reality. Cause that's also Pis Pisces is otherworldly. And so like when I look at Pisces, sometimes there's an like, Oh my God, to be in this physical world is kind of hard. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, so it really works well with the, with the air, with Aries. Like what is that sense of self in the physical reality? And you know, they may, they slash you may question the meaning of life here on earth and, and even be prone to addiction and escapism, like different forms of addiction, different forms of escapism. Um, and, and you get to use that nurturance and that mothering of cancer where you're also nurturing and mothering yourself. So it has to be that symbiotic relationship to be able to safely, you know, cancer is, people feel safe with that energy to safely lead them in the, in an Aries confident way. Um, and it's, I really see with this Aries, Aries mixed with the Piscean and, and the cancer, like that watery energy is it's, it's like you're balancing the sensitivity with the strength finding the balance of the physical and the spirit realms and healing that confidence to be in your own skin, but also, and be also being lovingly assertive, like I had mentioned before. And then again, how does that reflect, you know, those who you're the archetype of who you're serving, you know, their potentially struggling with being confident in their own skin and maybe being able to um, feel confident in asking for what they want, asking for what they need, even accessing that. Mm -hmm. I'm taking a pause and I'm checking in. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few people pop into my mind. So. Yeah. And, and I, and I mean, I'm a little bit familiar with a clientele too, you know, not as, not nearly as familiar as you are, but I, I kind of thought of that and I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's like what the 12th house is offering you. And I think too, what your North node is this opportunity to kind of drill down a little bit in how, how you might speak and and what you might start to offer and the the twist that you take and and i think too with the second that you know just because of your specifically your question like with that second house of there's still going to be this lightness of this light kind of trendy fun quality that Gemini brings but like I really see you know something with writing you're a good writer I mean I I you know I see that from the newsletters things like that uh that something more is something more is going to evolve out of that something potentially tangible um you know and that's that's kind of a little something to like allow yourself to percolate on um 
I'm getting scoop. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I said I'm the next goop. <laughs> the next goop, you know? <laughs> not completely you like your own version of that, not totally off track because you have, yeah, because it's like the the health and the wellness of your Virgo natural gifts, the Piscean kind of bringing in that spirituality, but then there's like that trendy little (laughs) Gemini, um, for sure. And I think, um, being able to rein in and kind of stay the course, uh, with some of those ideas. So huge. Yeah, this feels good. Makes sense. Yay. Do you, do you, I mean, I know again, I know it's a lot. So do you have any, like, do you, are you like, oh my gosh, do you have any, you know, questions that are coming up right now? Uh, no, this is making a lot of sense. Um, moon. No, I think it all, I mean, it's, it's actually like a really, so when we go through this, so you were saying like in cancer, it's, it is how I see myself and how I think other people see me, but then it's true. I don't think other people see me this way. No. And, um, curious then what, is there a sign where it is like, this is more of what people see? Oh Um, yeah. The Aries or is that, you were saying before, like the. Um, maybe that's the moon. Actually, it's it's the Aries, and I would you know I would kind I would um, I would say it's mostly the Aries that they they're seeing you as and they're like coming to you for, but you're still sprinkling that Cancerian magic throughout. It's just, and I would you know I would. Have, knowing you, I would say that I don't see the cancer right off the bat. That's not what I see right off the bat. I see it once I'm there and I see the space you're creating. You know what I mean? All of that. I, I see the nurturance you put into it, but it's mm-hmm. not what is on the surface. Interesting. Yeah. That's all it is for me. Well, well yeah. And that's that where... Good. Okay, and that's where you can, as you heal that Chiron in Aries, as you put some attention on that, you'll feel more confident about lovingly turning up the Aries energy with the awareness that that's sort of what others are going to be drawn to. It's not that you're turning down the cancer. You're not doing that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's just getting clear. Yep. Um. So that, yeah, that's, that's, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, yeah, a really great question. The moon is more personal to you. Really nobody else. That's like, that's like very private. You know, the moon in and of itself is private and then you have it in Scorpio. So it's like even more, it's like private on top of private. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah. And I would even say like, there's a little bit of those Virgo natural gifts of your South node. That is also sometimes something people see more um, because it's a natural ability. So they're like, oh, she's organized. Oh, she's, you know, meticulous. Oh, she 
is a little more like Virgos tend not to be like very surface about their emotions. Um, you know, that, so anyway, that, that might be too like a little element. Um, that's it's interesting because I do think that like, issues that have come up with the teachers some of the teachers um i think people do seem you're right i mean i could see how people would see me as if if they're seeing me as aries and then what i'm operating as more of cancer mm -hmm. um, and they're let down <laughs> yeah. they're kind of like, you know it's just kind of like do you know what I mean? Like it's, um, I think there's, there can be kind of a communication breakdown if I'm still operating through cancer with like Virgo tendencies, if I'm understanding this correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, I do get the ideas, the Aries, I, I operate in that direction, but I don't define myself that way. I would define myself as cancer. So I could see that sense of people are kind of, um yeah then it's all of a sudden like wait a second you're actually not as organized or you're not as you know i have that airiness <laughs> about me or right like there's kind of a gap for some people who just like um not all but does that make sense oh yeah no it absolutely makes sense it absolutely makes sense um you know <laughs> it's funny because one thing that came to me is it's like, as you were saying that is you're like, you're like the hip, like this is sort of like what your, what your chart tells me. It's like, you're, you're the hip, uh, nurturing yet, you know, confident leader or leader who's here to, um, you know, help people heal around that their their, their kind of physicality through like spirituality, through spiritual teachings, <laughs> uh -huh. like something like that, you know, I'm just <laughs> yeah. pulling in the, all, all the, all the different elements, but um, yeah. And I do see that. I see people come yep. in and it's just like, Oh, wow. You know, you have this feeling where you want to share, you know, of course people share everything with me. And it's like, okay, well, what's actually happening is like, you're, you're just not even associating that your spirit has a role in your day-to-day -day life. I see yeah. that over and over. Um, yeah. And, and how that like, relates to their physicality. Yeah. 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 Like it's not separate. Exactly. It's, a lot exactly. of people. Yeah. 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 So do you, do you feel like you had any ahas and clarity through this? Oh, throughout completely. And this feels like it gives me permission to move forward. Um, I very often have been feeling, you know, self-doubt about it. Mm. That I'm just, you know, yeah, there's a lot of self-doubt. But when I see that Aries, when I see the Virgo, that reinforcement of like, these are aspects of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just this piece that, you know, I don't have to feel like a fake, <laughs> you know, like when I'm in the office, I'm like, I don't really belong here, even though I know I do a good job, but it's still like, 
but I'm not doing the same kind of good job as if I were really meant to be an executive assistant. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's Absolutely. Just, uh, Absolutely. What's yeah, you're the, supposed to be more of a leader. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. And, and, had, um, and I have had, um, you know, board executives from, you know, Amazon and GE, and they're asking me, they're like, why are you doing, you know, as an, why are you operating as an executive assistant? Like you're meant yeah. to be like more of a manager yeah. more of like you're meant to lead. Um, but I don't, I haven't trusted it. So just seeing it here helps me trust it. Awesome. Yeah. And that's part of your Chiron yeah. wound, you know? Yeah. Which is overcomable. It's not like, Oh, forget it. <laughs> Right. You're locked in. Yeah. No, no, no. This is about empower, you know, empowerment, like, um, for sure. Yeah. No, this uh, is really helpful. Yay. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Uh, yeah. And so any, like, do you have anything that you're feeling like, okay, that like just like a next step or next steps that feel like they'll help ground this for you? Cause I always like to check in about that. Um, for next steps for myself, I think it really is just to continue, um, you know, as I'm getting ready to relaunch the studio, but to keep these notes nearby to, to see that the struggles, like you've, you've nailed a lot of what I struggle with and you've also given me the counter argument so that my story is not who I am, right? It's just mm. the story. So I can remind myself um, that I have an alternative, like that I, I'm not yeah. locked into, you know, we're not locked into a destiny, that we have some ability to, yeah. Maybe it is, it's just like having faith in the process and moving in that, trusting that, that path. Well, and so. what was what was your north node? It was Pisces, all about faith and trust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. Great. And I think it just helps me to trust, like, um, and also so a way to say it differently is to not worry so much what other people are, how they're perceiving me, because it's gonna be different for everybody based on their own chart and their own way they're seeing the world. Uh -huh. And if I'm trusting my own path, having faith in, you know, I like the idea of learning, leaning toward the Aries and um, yeah, just, just taking, taking union to kind of its, its path, right? It has its own purpose. So yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, yeah, really a pleasure to do this with you. And um, I look forward to, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing what evolves and all that. Yeah, it involves you. <laughs> hearing this, hearing the story. So, Yay. Well, yeah. thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Anna. You're welcome.